Hello and welcome to the Extra Club podcast. This is the podcast where we don't just motivate and inspire you, but we also give you practical hints, tips and strategies on your way to finding your extra to become extraordinary. We are relationship and behaviour experts and professional coaches, Mark and Nikki Taylor. And each episode, we will discuss different challenges, issues and problems that we all face. And give you solutions, hints, tips and strategies that give you the extra in your life to make you happier, healthier and more successful. So let's get started. So today's podcast, we're we're talking all about NLP because... Quite often you'll hear us refer in our podcast to NLP and we, when we say that we train NLP and we use it in coaching, one of three things happens. Oh, what are they, Mrs. Taylor? So the first thing is either the person has never heard of it at all. Yep, that happens. The second thing is the person has read about it or spoken about it to someone and doesn't like what they've heard or they're not convinced. Yep. And the third thing is... If they know about it, they have positive thoughts about NLP because of how it's either to help them or how it's helped someone that they know. That's the bit I like. I like it too. I like that third one. (laughs) So this podcast is all about what NLP really is, what it isn't, and we're actually going to bust some of those NLP myths right now. Sounds fun. So uh, the first thing is, we're not going to go through those boring definitions that you read on the internet. Why not? Well, do you know why not? <laughs> I'm sure you're going to tell me. <laughs> I am, because you can read those on the internet. Ah, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave them for the internet, that's right. <laughs> because we don't actually think those definitions that you can read actually explain anything at all anyway. So instead, we're going to talk about NLP in practical talk terms. Well, NLP should be practical, I think. It's a practical subject, so it would be spoken about practically. Yeah, too much theory and it's like people go to sleep. Yeah, I think so. So let's give you an example because this will help. So when we have a, a problem as an individual, a, prob- a problem for us that is a problem for us, that problem is made up of what we could describe as an unconscious scaffolding. And this is the structure of the problem. So, for example, that scaffolding can consist of things that are important to us as individuals. We've spoken about this before, haven't we? Values. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Those things that are really important to us. They can be made up of beliefs that we hold about ourselves and the world around us. And some of these are empowering, some are disempowering. But many are the beliefs that we hold, the ones we hold are actually things that we've accepted unconsciously from others. They're not actually our beliefs. Yeah, that is true. Uh, it can be the scaffolding can be made up of negative emotions that we've stored. At the unconscious level. It can be made up of a, a combination of all of these things, including internal conflicts, things that we've got going on, which can feel, I suppose, almost like an internal battle for people. One time we're thinking like this, another time we're thinking like that. It's like the devil on one shoulder, an angel on the other. And it keeps going round and round and round. My head was going there, Mr. Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) It's that internal dialogue where you're almost fighting with yourself. Yeah, you're almost arguing with yourself in your head. I've I've had that in the past. It's not it's not pleasant. It's tiring actually. And strategies that we that we run 
That's yeah. how we do things. A strategy is simply a number of steps that we do. So it's like the process you use for getting dressed every morning. That'll be a strategy. You'll do things in an order and sequence. Now, ordinarily as people, we don't have access to this unconscious scaffolding. All we know is that we're not getting results or maybe we're feeling stressed or maybe we're feeling unhappy. Yeah, and, and maybe life isn't the way that we want it to be. So effectively, all of this is the symptoms that show out to us that we don't like. Yeah, and the go-to solution, of course, is, and we've been there, by the way, self-help or self-development books, or these days, listening to podcasts. Oh, to deal with those symptoms. Yeah, absolutely. Now, here is the problem with this. So self-help, self-development books, podcasts on the whole, just deal with the solution of the symptoms, yeah? And that attempted solution often is just giving you ways to think about things differently or it's suggesting ways to create new habits. So I suppose what you're saying, in other words, you're looking to provide a conscious solution to an unconscious problem. Absolutely. Which doesn't work, or if it does the results will only be temporary. That is very true. So if you want a permanent solution, then of course it's no good just dealing with the symptoms. You need to deal with the root cause of the problem in the place that it was created, which of course is... The unconscious. Absolutely. And this is where neuro-linguistic programming... Catchy. Yeah, or NLP, as as we simply (laughs) call it, comes in. Because NLP is a set of models that utilises someone's thinking, the words that they use, and their unconscious programs that they run in order to identify the root cause or the unconscious scaffolding that we've spoken about that forms the structure of the problem. And and we then, after we've sort of... Because NLP is about the thinking behind these things... And then we have the specific specialised techniques to address each part of the scaffolding. So we, we can redirect people's thought processes to provide a natural and permanent resolution. And no more power will be needed and change becomes easy. That's very true. So usually what happens is people battle through stuff with willpower. So when you change the problem naturally by dealing with the root cause... No more willpower is needed and change becomes really easy. So NLP actually isn't a thing in itself, as we've said. It's just a set of models. Now, these models come from areas such as behavioural psychology and hypnosis. Can I say they're useful models, Mrs. Taylor? You can say that. Because that's that's what they are. It's just a set of useful models, a set of things which are proven to be useful to us as people to get results in life. Yeah. So two of the main originators of NLP, Bandler and Grinder, carried out extensive research with therapists who were achieving extraordinary results with their clients. And these were results that others were just not getting. They, they weren't getting them. So what Bandler and Grinder did was they wanted to find out what these therapists were doing that were getting these extra ordinary results the difference that made the difference and once they understood 
what was making the difference, the difference that was making the difference, they then turned what the therapists were doing into processes. Now, these processes have also been included as models underneath this umbrella of NLP that we've been speaking about. And also form the mindset. Now, we've been training NLP since 2009, and we also coach private clients using the mindset and the techniques from NLP to achieve what can only be described as spectacular results, yeah, because we're able to solve the problem in the right place. I mean, you say that. I mean, that's professionally we've been using NLP since 2009. I actually started using some models of NLP um, back in 1995, Mrs. Oh, Taylor. Gosh, that was the dark ages. I think I started when I was eight. I think. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I, so I started using it to help people with things like examination results, but just by picking up things from books. Because back in '95, it wasn't YouTube or it was it was actual paper and pen and no. type. Yeah, was it so, Quill? No, not Quill, not quite. Abacus. That was 1980. <laughs> but, but yeah, it was like the it's sort of we're getting to the before Apple era nearly. Oh my lord! And so yeah, and so we've been doing this stuff and using this stuff for a long time. Yeah. So just to to recap on that, the reason that we're able to get such spectacular results with our private clients and also when we teach this to our students so that they use it with each other and obviously with themselves, the reason that we're able to get those amazing results is because we are solving the problem in the right place. That is, we're solving it in the unconscious. Yep, absolutely. Now, I know that, you know, a number of people think that NLP is a bit woo-woo bit woo-woo. <laughs> I've had people ask me, I'm a, I remember some years ago, so a woman rang up looking for a coach for her husband because he was too busy, he was a CEO. And um, she said, you're not one of those woo-woo coaches, are you? And I said, I can be any type of coach you wish. <laughs> but just, just so, you know, those of you who don't know already, Mark and I actually had very logical evidence-based jobs in the past. And yeah. and we were really well. I have to be honest. I was very skeptical myself. Were you skeptical? No, I'm very accepting. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's to do with my convincer, isn't it? It is to do with your convincer. Yeah, Mark's got what we call an automatic convincer. So as soon as he hears or sees something, is it see or hear? See. As soon as he sees something, he's automatically convinced. Unless. Yeah, then when I'm not convinced, then it takes a lot of things to make me convinced. Yeah, sometimes it just doesn't, it just doesn't happen. So that's Mark's convincer. My convincer is I have to see something three times, which means that when I was experiencing NLP for the first time, it wasn't just the first time, it was the first three times. Yeah. And then I wasn't convinced until I'd actually experienced those results myself. But we had these evidence-based jobs in the past and really, we were just absolutely blown away with the results. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Because if it didn't work, we wouldn't have created what, well, I mean, you'll hear all these people boasting on the internet about six-figure this. And, and we wouldn't have been able to create what is a multiple six-figure business. For us, for the Town of Life With six-figure profits, which is with repeat customers, with people coming back to us for training and coaching and to make significant changes in their lives. So if it didn't work, then we wouldn't be able to do that. No, we would not. And neither from our own values, what's important to us, because one of the things that's really important to us in, our, in, in the business is making the difference. And so if we weren't making the difference, 
we would find something that did. Yeah, absolutely. We would move on. And that's why you'll, you'll see a lot of people, they'll come into NLP and then they move on to other things. And, they, and, and they'll say, well, this is the best thing. Well, that's the best thing. So 2009, we, we believe in becoming the experts in something and becoming extraordinary at it because that's why people will come to you. So we set out on the journey right from the beginning with a five-year plan to become NLP master trainers. And there, there are very few of us who've done that journey. You'll see people who will call themselves master trainers on, on their marketing material. There's a coaching company at the moment doing it. And they're not master trainers. They're just trainers. And, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but they haven't actually become experts. And what I guarantee, give it a couple of years, and they'll be doing something else. What we've done is we've stayed with NLP, we've refined NLP, we've recreated some of NLP and and made it sort of our own, which is what Bandler and Grinder wanted. So they wanted people to co- continue to actually improve on what they initially created. So as master trainers, we've done that. I think that's a really important point um, because our intention always has been the thing that drives us, that motivates us, is to make the difference. You get a, a number of people coming into NLP, and these are the people that you talk about that come in for a short time and then they leave. Their motivation is different. Their motivation is they think they can make money from it, you know, and for us it's got to be about win-win. Yeah, and we believe in being the expert. We absolutely believe that. You know, you're going to go to a doctor who's just done a $9.99 course or a $7 NLP NLP practitioner all online. Well, you wouldn't go to a doctor, would you, who's done that online? So you want somebody who's actually the expert at what they do. Yeah. Because they don't truly understand NLP. No, they don't. They just learn it almost like a script. And so therefore, and they're not even using it in a coaching context, which, of course, we've been doing for all of those years now. So let's talk about some of the NLP myths for a moment. So what are some of the myths you may have heard about NLP? Oh, I love the one. NLP is manipulative. And do you know what I say to people who say that, Mrs. Taylor? What do you say? I say, of course it is. (laughs) Of course it's manipulative. So I haven't actually heard this one for a while, but people listening may have done done that. Yeah, especially if they're sort of interested in NLP and they've spoken to other people about it, maybe what other people have said to you. Now, let's, let's, let's talk about what it is. NLP is about understanding your own model of the world first and foremost. And it's almost... It is also about treating each person as an individual, which we've spoken about on previous podcasts. It's all about understanding how we interact with the world, which is some people call our subjective experience. And it's it's about excelling in, in communication, but doing that in a way that you're actually communicating with people, not the way that you would like to be treated or spoken to, but in the way that they would like and we've spoken about that before. Basis of rapport, Mrs. Turner. Yeah, it is. So could it be seen to be manipulative to, I suppose, utilise language that makes it easy for someone to understand you and make decisions based on what's important to them? Well, I suppose it could. But for us, it's all about intent. Absolutely. You see, the word manipulation is being given a negative context because if you broke a bone in your leg, or somebody did. Somebody did, yeah. If somebody broke a bone in their leg and the doctor manipulated the bones back together, would that be a bad thing? 
It's just that people... I don't think it would. Well, I think it would be a very good if thing the, myself. If the intention was to, yeah. to help them and repair it... And can... NLP be used for what people may call, I love this word, nefarious purposes. Nefarious, that's a lovely word, it? Isn't could it? be. It's like a hammer is there to bang in nails. Could you use a hammer for, for something else, like damaging property or people? Or, of course you could. So as Mrs. Taylor said, it's all about intent. And our focus when using NLP is on win-win relationship. And that's what we teach to all of our students and graduates. It's all about gaining the win-win relationship. Absolutely. So hopefully that's that smashed that myth out of the water. Absolutely. So the next I hope one. we've manipulated people away from it. <laughs> so the next one that comes up quite frequently is you can tell someone is lying. Oh dear. Oh yes. Let's get rid of this one. Yeah. So this is another myth. Now this is often used to try to discredit NLP by those who have an agenda to do so. Often psychologists quote this one. Now, anyone who's trained by the Tailored Life Company, of course, knows that this is factually incorrect. There'll be a lot of people nodding their heads now, Mr. They Taylor. Will. They will. Well, I hope they are. I hope they are. <laughs> so what is true is that once you've calibrated someone's eye movements, you can actually identify which part of their brain someone is using to access information. Yeah. So once you've calibrated that, you would be able to establish, for example, whether someone was accessing a picture that they've seen before or a picture that they're making up. Now, making up isn't the same thing as lying. No, because it could be part of their memory about something they're remembering and there's a little bit missing. So they look to fill the gap. So they construct something they're just looking for information to fill the gap to construct absolutely now could it mean that they're lying well potentially but you wouldn't know that in nlp we do not believe in mind reading we teach skillful communication to establish what is really going on for someone so this myth about knowing if someone is lying is definitely untrue absolutely now Now, Oh, <laughs> this one, Mrs. Taylor, yep. that comes to mind. Yeah. That people will say NLP is the same as CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, or counseling. Yes. Now, when we're speaking with someone about NLP, they will often say this. They'll say, oh, it's like CBT or it's like counseling. Well, let us tell you why it isn't. CBT and counseling, first of all, both accept that you have a problem and they look for ways for you to manage that problem. Now, NLP works on the premise that after working with the problem, with, with them, with the problem, with that scaffolding, there will be no problem left. Absolutely. And CBT and counselling both work on the thinking that someone has about their problem. NLP works at the stage before this It works on the scaffolding of the problem itself and therefore is able to resolve the problem completely by dealing with the root cause. Sounds good to me, Mrs. Taylor. I mean, I'm all about solving root cause because, I mean, I've heard people who go for anger management. Why would you want to manage anger? We believe in getting rid of it because there'll be a cause as to why that person's getting angry. And if we get skillfully 
using NLP, if we get skillfully to the root cause, then we can actually remove the anger, remove the triggers that are, that are, that are getting that emotion in, in that person. So, so, yeah, it's not the same as CBT and counselling because also CBT and counselling and others, which are the same, also look to diagnose people. And so it comes from a model of the person's broken and need fixing. We don't believe that in NLP. We believe in a generative change model. We believe that people are extraordinary, extraordinary Mrs. Fair. Yep. And we believe that people have all the resources they need. So they've just gone and resourceful. So we actually build on the positives. So we build on the positives of those unlocked resources that people have got. Yeah. I was getting on my soapbox. You were there. I'm sorry about that. You stepped up. I saw you like getting higher as you like stood on it. But it's good. You back down. But those are relevant points. Yeah. Those are really important points. And if you've heard in any NLP myths yourself that we haven't discussed, then just feel free to get in touch and we'll tell you what is fact. Yeah. And what is fiction. Absolutely. And, and I think just something to add here as we bring this to a close, if you haven't actually experienced NLP for yourself, then drop us a quick message. And you can do that by emailing info at tailoredlifecompany.com or you can contact us through any of the social media that's, uh, that you... In the show notes. In the show notes. That's the word I was looking for, show notes. Yeah. And we'll tell you when our next free event is. Yeah, absolutely. So you can start to experience some of it yourself. And you're very welcome to join us. As many books as you read, it's experiential. As many podcasts you listen to, it's experiential. And so, therefore, we run many free events like our Mind Mastery event and coaching events, which are all based on NLP. Well, actually, they're based on what we call NLP+. Plus, Because, as we said at the beginning, we are experts and we've actually based everything on the original NLP and we've taken certain things forward and uh, actually made made things even better. And even easier and get even better results. So hopefully that's given you some ideas in a practical sense of what we're talking about when we're talking about NLP. This is this is where we're coming from, and and again, hopefully we've we've shot some of those uh, those myths which are just not true. It's just simply about how people do what they do. Yeah, and whether you're getting results or not, yeah. and if it doesn't get results, what you're doing, then you can use NLP to change it. That sounds good to me, Mrs. Taylor. You just need to know how. Absolutely, and we can help. We can. Cool. And that's it for this podcast, Mr. Taylor. So that's it for now. If you want to get in touch, social media, as Mrs. Taylor says, or email us, or just reach out. But uh, we're always here to help. It's one of the things we do. We love talking to people. and We love helping people. So have a good week until we speak to you again. Bye for now. And it's bye from him. Goodbye. That was the Extra Club podcast. We hope that you're leaving with some great things that can help you in your life every day. To get more invaluable content, please make sure that you're subscribed to the show on iTunes or wherever you're listening. And if you've enjoyed this episode and feel so inclined, please leave us with a five-star rating and comment with a review. If you see the value, please also share it with someone else who needs it. Sharing is caring. Thank you for listening and making your choice to find your extra. Until next time, bye bye for now. now.